This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. Today on the show, I'll be joined by 100 Mulhouse Wranglers head coach and general manager, Dale Ladoon. And Emmanuel Sequera talks with second-year defenseman Caleb Percival of the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. But first, we'll check in with our guest, KIGHL broadcaster. They'll get the clear 40 seconds gone in this Sycamus power play. Chiefs get a change. Nice cruises through neutral ice. Mazaros got in the way of that pass, and now he's got a chance shorthanded. Mazaros with Matilla going to that. Matilla shot scores! Shorthanded goal, Miles Matilla. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm joined by the voice of the Kelowna Chiefs, Justin McCartney. Hey, Justin, how you doing? Not too bad, uh, Mark. It's still uh, it's still summertime here, shorts and flip-flop weather, but uh, we're back in the rink this weekend for the uh, Kelowna Chiefs exhibition season, and I'm ready to go. Wow. Uh, how long have you been at this with the Chiefs? I think this is my 11th or 12th wow. year with the hockey team. I started out just as a game night volunteer. My uh, my original role was uh, just updating the box score on the website. Uh, we had a two-man broadcast team at that time. Midway through that first season, one of them left, and I became the color guy. Midway through my second season with the team, the other guy left, and it was uh, just me ever since. I was joined by Jaden Wild. Ozzy on color commentary last season. Jaden will be back this year doing pretty much a full schedule with us, and uh, he's been a fantastic addition to the broadcast, and uh, I can't wait to get after it. You've been a guy that's done it by yourself for a while. How great is it to have a color person? It really, you know, and I've I've said this from the beginning, you know, when I've had conversations with different people, I've worked with sort of, you know, guest color guys over the, the years. Uh, there have been a couple of stops briefly. I had someone with me for a handful of games several seasons ago i've always felt that a good two-man team will always be better than a good one-man team you know if there's chemistry between those two broadcasters it can add so much to the broadcast and Jaden's a professional absolutely thrilled to be a, a part of our broadcast in our league and uh, i have loved working with him and so looking forward to having him back Justin, you and I will be talking a little bit later on during the podcast about the Kelowna Chiefs. Uh, But first, let's hear from 100 Mile House Wranglers head coach and general manager, Dale Ladoon. Down low for Friesen, trying to pop it out front. Harris gets poke check. Turner is going to pinch in. Turner puts it into the corner. Pops out. Pavlovsky off the outside of the net. Harris from behind. Out front shot. Save. Maggio right there. Score! Wow. Ryan Friesen from Point Blank Range, fellas. Number 22, the Dawson Creek native. He was right in front. Friesen with 14 goals in the regular season, and there's none bigger in his hockey career. They have done it. The Wranglers are champions. Yep. They are climbing all over Steve's down here in front of me. It is absolute bedlam down here. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach and general manager of the 100 Mile House Wranglers, Dale Hadoon. Coach, congratulations on your contract. You're around for a couple years. That must sound good to be in the South Caribou for a few more years. I've been blessed with a lot of places that I've lived, not just through hockey, but through uh, building houses with my brothers and 
And 100 Miles is one of my favorite places to live. You're talking to the converted here because uh, I spent some time in the Caribou and, and it's one of my favorite places anywhere in the world. What's your highlight so far as a coach in the KIJHL? It's, it's just more of me storytelling. And what I mean by that is, in fact, I had some parents in my office today and I have a lot of pictures of the kids that we've moved on over on my career. And, and I think it's not one story, it's the stories. Like, it's almost like a book. When I was recruiting in Princeton, it wasn't an easy recruit because it's a, not a shiny area and you don't get the Vancouver kids and the Kelowna kids. You had to fish in different little fishing holes. You had to find the Smithers guy and the Langley Junior Midget B guy. And, the, you know, you had to build it out of those fellas. The pictures on my wall today talking to parents, you know, this kid played 14 games tier four and he ended up at Bemidji State and went to Blackhawks camp. And those are the stories I like because they were, at a lower level, kind of being overseen, and all they needed was ice time and, uh, and a little bit of paying attention. And, you know, I'm real proud of a lot of kids we moved on. I mean, today, Clay Stevenson popped in, you know, just unexpectedly. But Clay, we got out of Chilliwack Tier 2. He's on his way to play for the Washington Capitals. He's going to camp, and he stopped in and brought me a nice autographed stick. And, you know, when, when we was younger, you couldn't get him to say a word. And then he was in the office. He's so full of confidence. Now he rambles on like the donkey from Shrek. He just goes on and on. It was awesome to talk to him. So my highlights are basically the kids. So proud of so many of them. You know, I, I talk to a lot of head coaches, and one of the things that uh, that it might surprise people, but maybe it won't, is it's not necessarily the championships, although those are always great, uh, but it's that phone call you get where a kid uh, – <laughs> catches on with an NCAA school or makes the jump to junior A that really make uh, general manager and head coaches feel like it's all worth all that effort. You know, even last year we struggled because we had to rebuild it from scratch and there's dumb fart me, you know, we're in the hunt to try and make playoffs, but nope, rats laugh. You're good enough to play. Hey, I phone Melville and he's gone, you know, yeah. Bomer, you're good enough to play. Hey, I phone Coquitlam, get out of here. Cause that's why they come. You know, you get the next good kid because you move the last good kid. It just makes me feel good that you were part of their path. And you mentioned the rebuilding, and it's been a tough couple of years for the Wranglers and for the South Caribou hockey in general. Uh, talk about how challenging that was. Uh, I mean, you almost <laughs> basically started your program last season from scratch. Well, we go from being the host team for Cyclone, so your team tends to be older, and then the world stops. You know, everybody stopped. You know, talks with our executive, we weren't sure how COVID would be. And with the size of our town, what if we end up bringing COVID to town with all our kids? Our hospital is only so big. Like I recommended we take a season off and, and I think we did the right thing. So I ended up living in Manitoba for a year. Mom and dad lived there and it was great to be home for that year. But with that year off, I didn't see a lot of hockey players and I really did get the the new gig to come back till July. So my recruiting changed. I used to travel everywhere and watch all kinds of kids. But last year to recruit the team, I was phoning people. And, and then it was, do you have a buddy you think can play? Hey, does your brother want to play? You know, you're just trying to get 20 guys or 23 guys together. So uh, you, you forget the value of veteran kids. Mm -hmm. And for That's them, right. it doesn't mean they have to be the best player, but it's how they, they manage the dressing room, you know, the, the traditions, the, post-game chance, the, how you keep things clean, how we load the buses, how we act off the ice. And so I had a lot of nice kids, but they didn't know what to do. So this year, you know, we were eliminated early. So I got on the road early. I watched games in Prince George and Port Hardy and Campbell River and Abbotsford and Calgary, Max and Sylvan Lake. 
I put on 10,000 kilometers from end of March till the middle of May. (laughs) 10,000 clicks. But I I found some kids. I'm pretty excited. Today was our first throw-together practice. I still got more guys coming in later. What's your game plan for the season, and how excited are you about... uh about the 22-23 season? Generally in 100 mile, I usually have big, tough teams. You know, we finish hits, we roll four lines. But this year, with the skill that we have, we're going to be a lot more run and gun and a lot more speed. So I'm going to do less coaching because I'll ruin that if I'm trying to coach skill. You know, I, I guess I'm being silly about that. We'll, we'll have good forecheck and we'll have a lot of pressure. But with the youth of this and the energy, like today's practice was crazy fast. And it's the first day. We may need to add a vet down the road, but where we stand now, I think the fans will be real excited. And I'd like to believe, Mark, that we're going to move five or six guys to the next level from this team next year. That's what it's all about. Thank you very much, uh, Dale Hadoon, the head coach and general manager of the 100 Mile House Wranglers. Thank you so much for doing this, Coach. Right on. I, I'm glad you guys are setting this up. I think this is important. Rangers come up with it. Lalikas crosses, blue line crosses center, gains Grizzly territory. Stumpf is out there with him. Over to Bomer. Bomer's danger! Here we go! We're back with the voice of the Kelowna Chiefs, Justin McCartney. Justin, sounds like there'll be some excitement this weekend at Rutland. This weekend, the Kelowna Chiefs will be hosting their second exhibition showcase event uh they did this last year as well so the chiefs will be hosting the summerland steam the north okanagan knights and the sycamus eagles over three days at uh, rutland arena each team will play three games over those three days so that's a great opportunity for these teams as they shake down their rosters in the preseason to get some games in in rapid succession and uh, the fans will definitely get all the action they can handle you can be a rink rat for three days at rutland arena Justin will be back to talk about the coming season. Up next, Emmanuel Sequeira chats with Nighthawk, Caleb Percival. Nighthawk's 0 for 1 on the power play, but that power play was dominant. Sure was, so we'll see how it goes here. Percival gets the puck back, his shot. They score right away. Nighthawks don't waste any time on that power play. We'll take that right from the faceoff. We're joined by Beaver Valley Nighthawks defenseman Caleb Percival. Caleb, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. So, Caleb, what were some of the big improvements that you made as a defenseman last season in your first full year in the league? Yeah, yeah, I definitely made some adjustments early on, getting used to the style of play and stuff. I think as the year went on, I I became more poised on the point and, and got a good feel for it, limiting my turnovers. And then as the season went on, I started to find my offense and I was lucky to play with some good teammates. What was the development opportunity like for you on a team that was essentially rebuilt. It was good. You had to earn your ice, right? We had lots of new faces in the room and throughout the year with practices and whatnot, you're you're really trying to earn your role. Yeah, I got, got lots of ice last year and had some good competition, so I, I think I definitely improved quite a bit last year. That puck just comes outside. That's going to be offside. And the uh, Dynamiters clear the zone. IS on it. Percival back on the ice. That's good to see. He's going to take... He scores a shot on the top of the circle with 34 seconds left here in the second period. That was a bullet. Yeah, how would you describe your playing style? I, I would describe myself as a, a two-way defenseman. I, I worry about my own end zone first, but I, I love to jump up in the play, and I love being on special teams, running the power play. That, that's one of my favorite things to do on the ice, and I love seeing a game plan come together. What personal goals do you have that you want to achieve that's also going to lead to uh, team success? 
offensively, I think I can produce a bit more. I'm quite focused on, you know, having a good plus minus and, and keeping the puck out of my net. Another point is just our power play. I want to make sure that that's up and running well this year. But I think more than that, I, I want team success. You know, I, I want our team to take a run at this thing this year. Well, Caleb, uh, thanks again for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you. Wilson for the Nighthawks. He was looking to take a shot. Gets it to Stocks. Back to Wilson. Percival. Crane Percival. Shoot. Scores. Great puck movement there uh, by the Nighthawks on this five on three to pull within one. Time now for a KIGHL update. The Soyuz Coyotes traded Ethan Rourke to the North Okanagan Knights for the playing rights to goalie Jake Dubinsky, who's playing Junior A in Northern Ontario. Here's head coach Carter Rigby talking about the tough decision to move a point-per-game player. Yeah, at the end of last year, we ended up with 11 or 12 19-year-olds, which then obviously would be 20 this year. So I had you know, some moves to make. We can only keep five. The tough part about junior hockey is numbers sometimes, and especially at 20 years old, you know, some guys do have to go somewhere. And, you know, spoke with Ethan this summer about opportunities in other places that, you know, he's a, he's a top-end player in our league and, you know, over a point a game for a reason. He's got lots of skill, good size, um, and he's a great kid too. So it's a situation where... You know, with our group last year and, you know, the 20s we had coming back, we were very skilled and what I believe to be four or five of the best 20s in the league. So it, uh, it'll be tough to, to crack our squad this year if you're 20. So just talking with Ethan and, you know, seeing what works best for him. You know, he's from the Okanagan, so I wanted to try to help out, you know, if he could stay somewhere closer to home and not go to the Kootenays or something. And he deserves a play. He's a top-end kid. At this level, it's not always about doing what's best for your team, but, you know, doing what's right for the kid. Carter Rigby, a Soyuz Coyotes head coach. The Summerland team have hired Alyssa McMillan as an assistant coach. She brings a great deal of high-level experience to the team. Uh, Alyssa went through a lot in her playing career, starting you know at a high level the whole way through and playing at the Okanagan Hockey Academy. She went off to the University of North Dakota for her freshman year, and uh, unfortunately the school shut down the women's hockey team uh, after her freshman year so she was kind of scrambling for a place to play and I uh, was lucky enough to get on with Ottawa University and went there and had a, had a pretty good season then I actually got the opportunity to go play in Sweden professionally uh, also got a year of coaching in back at Okanagan Hockey Academy and then went off to uh, Ottawa University last year to finish her degree off and, and play another year so a lot of experience as a player, that all the stuff she went through and different coaches she played for, the different experiences she's went through, is, is going to bring a lot to help players that obviously are going to go through adversity through through a hockey season. Mark McMillan, head coach and general manager of the Summerlands team. I encourage you to check out the KIJHL.ca website. Emmanuel Sequera talked with Grand Forks Border Bruins owner Mark Shinkarek and head coach Dave Nadiak about the incredible changes made on and off the ice. On top of locking in key personnel long-term, the Border Bruins have made a major investment, building out their locker room, constructing new stalls, installing new showers, and adding a state-of-the-art gym. Do you mind sharing the amount of money that was put in to do that work? You know, in terms of like the locker room build out, the brand new stalls, the custom shower, the gym equipment, we're well over $200,000. Emmanuel Sequera talking with Grand Forks owner Mark Shinkarek. For this story and more, check out the website, kijhl.ca.
Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast continues. I'm talking with Justin McCartney, the voice of the Kelowna Chiefs. And Justin, my goodness, uh, regular season just around the corner. Uh, how excited are you to be behind the microphone once again? You know, it's it's one of those things, Mark, and perhaps you can relate to this. As we get to the end of a, of a season and the playoffs, however long they go, I think uh, a lot of us on the broadcast side are ready for a bit of a break. And then, you know, a week or two weeks goes by and, and we're ready to get back at it. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, that off season is closer to five or six months. So uh, I've been chomping at the bit uh, for a while now to get back at it. Your expectation on the Chiefs and what fans can expect this upcoming season? Well, uh, at this early juncture, it's always difficult to say. Uh, The Chiefs were an older group last year. They finished the season with, uh, I believe, nine 19-year-olds. Uh, in the lineup, plus their uh, their overage players, a lot of 17 and 18 year olds coming up out of the under 18 ranks. There will be prime ice time available for a lot of them. Uh, they show a lot of promise. Uh, I think we've got a pretty good skill level. A uh, number of players coming up from that Central Zone Rockets uh, under 18 AA program that went undefeated through the entire season last year, uh, all the way to provincials. So uh, they come in, of course, with a winning pedigree. But uh, again, really difficult to save. I mean, for all the coaches at this level, you don't really know what you've got until you get some regular season games going. Thank you very much for doing this, Justin. My pleasure. Uh, Happy to be on board and uh, love that we're doing the Top Shelf podcast this year. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We'd like to thank this week's contributors, broadcasters Justin McCartney, Clay Cochran, Jordan Smith, Phil Conrad, Kevin DeLume, and John Coots. KIJHL communications director, Emmanuel Sequera. From the 100 Mile House Wranglers, Dale Ladoon. From the Summerland Steam, Mark McMillan. From the Asoyuz Coyotes, Carter Rigby. From the Grand Forks Border Bruins, Mark Shinkara. From the Beaver Valley Nighthawks, Caleb Percival. And, as always, Hockey TV. My name is Mark Berry. We're back in seven days.